Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hi, this is Jake coming live from a little road trip to the GNS market in Uptown, neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. We're here for a little self-indulging action upon myself by repping my own brand, Star Wars, which I work for. You know, I usually don't mix in um, our brand, my brand, or the host of this of this podcast, their brands. But today, we are doing something a little bit special. And with me on the microphone is Z from GNS Micro 2. Yo, yo. <laughs> wow, what an intro. What an intro. And we are here to pick a Starward single barrel. We have five selections laid out in front of us, some French oak, some American oak, all single malts, and then they're all aged in a little bit of variety of red wine cast, but mostly Shiraz. And we have a fine, distinguished group of people here to help us pick these barrels out. Yes, yes, all of you, all of you, especially you, George. And especially Andrea as well. But we, uh, we're we going to try to see what we can find here through these five samples and agree upon one and then have it here at GNS Market for the great public of Chicago to purchase and take home with them, enjoy, give away as gifts, sleep with that night, snuggle up with their loved ones, whoever knows. All of the above. All of the above, a little bit of uh, action to lead into the bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> That's what we do over quarantine nowadays, right? I don't know, something like that. But... um. Let's get started here. So if anybody has their cups available, we're going to start with uh, our free, our three French oak barrels, and then we're going to make our way down to two American oak casts. Um, three of these were recharred, and then two of them were not. So they're fresh from the vineyards that we work with. To give a little backstory on Star Wars, if you don't know, we're based out of Melbourne, Australia. We focus on producing on single malt whiskey made from local, local barley from farmers in Australia, mostly in the Melbourne area. Then we buy uh, wine casks, X-Red wine casks, from a variety of vineyards across the south, southeast corridor, the southern coast of uh, Australia, mostly from Barossa and Yarra Valley, mostly buying Shiraz, Pinot, and Cab casks. All of these today are from Barossa Valley and all our Shiraz casks. And we barrel age for a minimum of three years, sometimes four years, seven months, which is kind of pretty high for us with the fluctuation in temperature and how vibrant it is there. We feel that our casks work pretty hard when it comes to the pores opening and contracting at a high rate of speed versus uh doo um basically i just said doo-doo oh no i was thinking if you said it i'm glad you caught I'm, it i'm really happy that you said that so i didn't have to like there we go but um <laughs> basically due to um the fluctuation temperature going from like 110 to 60 degrees in a single day we get that heat interacting so much more with the wood and opening those pores and pouring out uh pouring out the flavors pulling out the flavors of the red wine cast into our whiskey and finding that perfect balance act as well and these are all cast strengths they're at least 110 proof um, i think one of them or two of them are is 112 proof which is pretty indifferent or pretty different to us because usually we're around 80 to 85 proof for most of our whiskeys so i'm sure it'll be a more of a heady, heavy hitter here with this group of guys awesome Super awesome excited. you sound so excited Super excited. <laughs> there we go. There we go. A little jubilation Woo! here. Awesome. Well, let's go with this one. Um, this is a French oak cast that was then finished in a charred French oak cast. So basically what that means is it sat inside of a charred cask or a non-charred cask that had what was a French oak, former Shiraz cask, for about a little over two years. And then we put it inside of a charred French oak cask for about 14 months of a finish to it. Um, but it's the same juice inside of two different barrels. still comes out to be an individual single cask. Do you want to take a picture of it? Uh, no, that's fine. Okay, right. okay. Just getting my notes ready. All right. I forgot my notebook. Where's my notebook? Oh. Handy dandy notebook. So cool. Let's go with this one. And if guys, if you want to try anything, come on up and we will pour. We got about 200 milliliters of each whiskey, so plenty for everybody. I'll take 100 milliliters. 100 milliliters? Wow. Do you want to break the seal? Do you want to pour that off? No, go for it. I, I wouldn't dare. Can I even break it? <laughs> you would, you would. I'm, I'm not worried. the second one. I'm not sure if I can, to be honest with you. I need a, ta a wet towel. There we go. I learned an awesome trick. If you take a rubber band, yeah, you know that. No, I had a really, the really tough. I had a really tough um, uh, yep. cap, and if you evidently if you wrap a rubber band around it, it just gives you this awesome, awesome grip, and it just pops right open. Huh? Yeah. Weird we'll have to stuff. try that. That'll be the next uh, trick on the Key in the Lake podcast. <laughs> There we go. So this guy, I'll pull up the details here. Um, Real quick, do we have to be a little skimpy with the pores because you have to with the other samples? No, nope, we take as much as you need. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah cool. We have uh, we have more at my my place, so okay. at least have a little more of each thing. So yeah, this is um, cast number one zero three three one. As I said, it's uh, oh wait, yeah, that's what I, that's what it is, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's one zero three zero. There we go. 
10130. Can't even get that right. Pulled the wrong notes. All right, yeah, so this is a French oak, as I said. Um, three years total on the barrel aging, so it was probably more like two years inside of that French oak cast then put into the charred French oak cast for 12 months. And then before, before being bottled, 110 proof exactly. Pretty nice on that one, which um, this is like the no, base, of, base of this is essentially Nova, which is our single malt whiskey. So all of these is pretty much, are pretty much the base of Nova. It takes in more of the essence of what we do as a company, bringing in that individual single cask um, and highlighting it in this effort of showing it in a different, in one style of wood versus blending 23 batches of whiskey, or barrels of whiskey together to create one batch. Cool. Yeah, so the pr- yeah, our regular proof on Nova is 80, or 82, so yeah, yeah, so much higher on that. Quick question, Seemingly, you said that they're usually, um, cast strength is usually around 110, right? Yeah. How does it, how is it so uniform? How is there no, like, significant variance between the different proofs? Um, it goes up a little bit. We usually enter the barrel at 110 and go up to about 112 usually, um, it's so we pull off the still around 72 or something like that, or percent, so... Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It doesn't go up too high. It does usually go up in numbers, but we're usually in that 112 to 113 mark. Yeah, okay. yeah. so some of these are like 110. This one, I think, is technically, um, I think it's like, yeah, 110.4, uh, if you want to get real technical on it. But the French oaks, I think, are they have a, a distinct taste to them that the American oaks don't have, and I think that it is more of like that musky, leathery note to it a little bit more. Um, some people have pulled out like barbecue, more, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, charred, but mesquite flavors to them. Sure. Not necessarily this one, but any initial thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was a little buttery. Um, definitely get the grape, uh, grape influence. Um, yeah, I think it's it's always easier to kind of pinpoint the samples um, when you put them in context of the other ones that you try. So right. I'm excited to try the other ones and kind of revisit on the notes. There is a bottle of Nova around here somewhere. Uh, right if anybody wants to try that, I also have some smaller bottles. We can pass those around too if anybody wants to try Nova compared to what they're tasting. So um, I have some other plastic cups up here if you guys need them. We got plenty of. Plenty of parents? Okay. Just gonna pour this one in here for now. So I haven't had this one in a few weeks. The last tasting we did was with Delilah's for a single for a single barrel. We did that live on Zoom. We're so we're kind of replicating that here a little bit <laughs> live on a podcast. Um, Nobody wants to see our faces. We don't have to go three hours like we did, though, on that one. So I'll try to shoot for less than that. Let's keep it at 45. That's uh, nice and neat. I like that. Um, But that was a a pretty cool time. So we had like 40, 45 people that were on the Zoom call, and then they all voted for their favorite, and then the favorite of all those people won be the next single barrel. Was that a couple months ago? About two, three weeks ago? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, we did that on World Whiskey Day. That, um... How close was the voting? Was it fairly unanimous or? There's two favors, two standouts, um, and one of them was we didn't have enough samples of it. I thought you guys would have really loved it, but we ran out of samples for it. So we're trying to get more of that back from the distillery because you only get about two bottles worth of samples um, for all of our barrel picks. And then for that one, we basically exhausted that that bare bottle out because there were so many people on the zoom call enough to get like a half ounce pour so that was an american oak and then they end up choosing a french oak a recharged french oak cask yeah yeah so it's really interesting the french oak cask for me weren't my personal favorite i think it's mostly just because of what i grew up drinking which is bourbon what people here love is bourbon using those american oak casks and it's so familiar to our taste buds but i think some of our french oaks really resemble and highlight nova at a great base level and kind of represent what if you want to have a whiskey or a single barrel that's matching the component of nova which is the base of all these whiskeys the french uh, oak barrels can maybe give a little uh, highlight a little bit more of those flavors versus the american oak you have these usual great noses on them that I think attract bourbon drinkers and then the inside you find notes you get from like a Highland Scotch or a Speyside Scotch which brings in the single malt drinkers too cool yeah yeah any thoughts on the peanut gallery I would say this is probably one of the lighter ones the five we'll try 
This one I get like a little pecan on it, a little nutty, the buttery taste to it. It's always interesting to go back and try. I was taste. I was doing a barrel. Do you know Chris Blantner, urban bourbonist? Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing a barrel pick a few months ago, and I had tasted our barrels, you know, a month or so before that, and had the notes written out. And him and I had such exact notes and profiles on it. And the third guy we were with was completely different from us. Well, two against one. Right. So. Right. I think we ended up choosing the one that both of us liked over uh, the other one, the okay. shop owner. So, <laughs> so Kush. Kush was defeated that day. Oh, now, yeah. yeah, Kush is now living in. He's still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. He's still with us. He's not gone, and he's not with us in spirit. He's actually still with us as human he's being. Enjoying not having to deal with uh, the Chicago distributors. Where you go, Florida? Uh, South of North Carolina, <laughs> or is it South Carolina? Uh, North Carolina. Right on the border, though. I know oh, that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So on this one, I think initially had um, cherry, cinnamon, vanilla notes to it. Okay. Yeah. Probably move on. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. So we will go with another French oak on this one. Um, this one's completely matured in one French oak barrel. So no transferring over into a charred barrel or anything like that. Uh, pour you a glass right here. Sure. This one is forty-one seventy-three. I think it's uh it was not a part of Delilah's tasting for some reason. I don't know why, but um oh I know why because we did recently got that bottle in. We only have one bottle of it to share. Go ahead. I'll pour a little bit in there, I guess. There we go. Just pass it around there. Shake it up all you want. <laughs> I meant more like in a metaphorical way. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one is 3.6 years, so three years, six months. Um, just a little, just around 156.1, so a little over 112 proof for this one. So it did go up uh, to the cash strength that we typically get, if you will, um, after a barrel aging for that period of time. Some of our four-year-old whiskeys are around that 113 proof point um, as it does go up, as I said, as I mentioned in time. Like one proof point per year kind of? Yeah, and we're losing around 6% a year in angel share, so that's why we don't really barrel age much more than that. What we're really trying to do is pull out those flavors, not as quick as possible, because we're using standard size casts. All of these are about their um, 53-gallon cast, standard size cast for everything we do. Well, technically, they're a little bit bigger. They're barrique casts, which is 59.3 gallons. Okay. Yeah. Few, uh, yeah, I actually think you guys, I thought you, s I saw one here one time. Well, we have a sherry um, a butt. Cask. Yeah, a sherry butt. Yeah, definitely. I was but like, I think that's what, 60? 60, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're, it's 59 point something, close enough. Yeah, so that's what our distillery's full of. So you see that, if you see our distillery someday, make it down there, you'll see a bunch of them. <laughs> The funny thing is, like regular barrels, we can kind of get through the back entrance here really yeah. easily. But the uh, sherry barrel was like we really had to MacGyver it because it was—it's just a little fatter. What's so. your method of MacGyvering it? Uh, <laughs> push it really hard. <laughs> push it really hard. Use some butter on the sides. Yeah, just a little butter with that barrel. I think that was a trick in um, oh, what was the uh, TV show with the Olsen twins, Full House. One, I remember some, someone getting their head stuck in between the stairwell, the right. railings of it. Sputter their ears and put them all over, it, <laughs> slide it right through. Probably has a trick on every single '90s sitcom. I mean, the, that's probably an expression somewhere. Oh, just put some butter on that barrel and make it work. That makes sense to me. Clark, we've got a variation on a "put the baby on the barrel" phrase that we coined. Put some butter on the barrels, slide it through. Put the baby on the barrel and let's make this happen. More, uh, not, not quite baking, almost like a, like holiday baking spice almost, if that makes sense. No, I, I, actually, when we're tasting these out a lot, people say a lot of these whiskeys taste like Christmas. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Kind of like a fruitcake, like a spicy fruitcake in a way. Mm-hmm. There's something, oh, I remember trying this one. It reminds me of one of the tumbling dice barrel picks at Moreno's. Um, they had a really nice one. The cinnamon taste to it. Is that, is that all it is? Like three or four, usually, maybe five. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know they were that young. Yeah. yeah. Huh. You can always tell because uh, the dice on the front, whatever number the dice are, are showing, that's how old it is. Never knew that trick. So I know Dave. all kinds of I tricks today. No Dave Schmieren. Didn't know that, so bring that up to him next time I see him at a whiskey event if we ever do those in person again they're coming, they're coming. Yeah. 
You gonna do a giant GNS whiskey festival? You just have it all throughout the store. It's true. It's very true. It's very actually actually uh, our our Pappy event every uh, year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is usually a pretty big shebang and get a bunch of people in. Last year we kind of made it a two week thing so people can kind of come in on their own time and space out and whatnot. Nice. But this year, you know, if you're vaxxed, waxed and ready to go, then you know, it's uh, come on in. I had my second vaccine and I got sick on both of them. But yeah, I was like, well, didn't get COVID the entire 15 months or whatever. And now I'm sick for two days. But it, yeah, right. Exactly. The irony of it all. I felt like I played a football game and like run a mar- ran a marathon uh, the second, the day after the second vaccine, just like walking around for a mile, trying to walk it off and like went to a knee on the sidewalk twice. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah, I got the flu in the, on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on this one? Anybody want to come up and join the microphone brigade? So uh, let's go sucker some people into talking here. Yeah, hey I guys, think, I think. Any, any thoughts? Anyone want to come over and talk about what they're? Don't be shy. The microphone loves you. I think this one um, is similar flavors to the first one we tried, but it's much more pronounced. I get m- if you're talking cinnamon, clove, uh, baking holiday kind of spice to it. It's actually a little, it's, it's even higher, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A, a little bit higher, right? This one was 112 something, right? Mm-hmm, 112, yeah. First one was what, 110? 110. Yeah, it's close, but it was... The actual two proof points. Oh. Math, it's no one's strong suit here. <laughs> or is it? I don't want to speak for the whole crowd. Should we dive into the third? Let's do it. All right, so is this similar to the very first one we had? It was in a French oak cask. Um or non-charred French oak cask that we always really do with our casks that aren't charred is we just re-steam them a little bit, hydrate them, get the sulfur out of that a little bit, and then put the whiskey right in. So some days we get barrels that are dumped on the same day. They're filled with whiskey at our distillery from wineries. It's pretty fast. Usually it's no more than five days. We try to get about two to three days on average where the wine is dumped from the vineyard and then bring it to our distillery and we get whiskey in there pretty quickly. Is there ever any wine sloshing around in there or yeah absolutely that's a great question and we definitely love when that happens and we'll leave if it's too much we'll take it out but usually we leave it in there um yeah that's a interesting question because that actually affects the ability of that one of, of your finished product to be kosher or not not that that's something that you worry about but i don't know if we are but no, gosh you, you, no i'll tell you right now I know. you're not <laughs> I, I, I know no it's it's close know. down the whole operation no, it's you know it's it's not a massive market honestly, and there's plenty of kosher options out there. It's just that something interesting that like uh, whenever there's wine, mm-hmm. some people are even super strict, and if it's finished in a wine cask or, or aged in a wine cask, then they already like rule it out. Wow. Even just a scotch, if it's aged in a sherry cask, they're like, nope, sorry, rule it out. But um, some of the more people, some of the more lenient people are like, as long as there's no actual wine in the cask when you're barreling it, then you're good. There's certain grains too, right? Grains, pretty sure you're good across the board. Okay, so when I went to Koval, it seems like it only people only bought m- the millet. Hmm. No, yeah. I think all of their products are. They, they're all kosher certified. Yeah. Yeah, they paid for it enough. I know that just to get that little mark on the front of the label. Gotcha. That and um, organic and all that fun stuff. All the buzzwords. Yeah, all the buzzwords. Hand harvested in the mountains of the Himalayas. Fair trade practice. I thought they were local greens, but the Himalayan sounds a little more fancier. Yeah. Let's go with that. So this is barrel number 10522, or 10552, excuse me. Also um, from a burrito cask, which is about 60 gallons or so. Barossa Valley, so extra raws, French oak, um, fully matured, in a, not fully matured, but matured in a French oak for a little over two years and then transferred over to a charred um, French oak cask for a finish off between 12, well, about 14 months usually. We don't go more than that. Usually between 12 to 14 months if we do a finished aspect of it. Lovely nose on this one. Yeah, this one... I think this was a pretty high one for Delilah. Delilah's and another group out of uh, Kansas City. They really liked it, too. I feel like this was, like, maybe number three for Delilah's. Yeah, there are people definitely voting on this one. The one they picked and then um, an American note cast that, like I said, we don't have here. We were 
to be completely honest, we were a little scared because one of the barrels sold before the tasting. It wasn't supposed wasn't su- wasn't supposed to sell. Our California team decided to go ahead and sell it, and so as we're tasting it, um, one of the guy, one of my friends that was doing the tasting, he couldn't make the actual Zoom, so he emailed me and Mike Miller, the owner of Delilah's, his his favorites, and his first one was the barrel that was already sold. I'm like, oh no. Well, so I was like, I knew about like six to seven people on there that had their numbers, so I was texting them like, so, 10304, I mean, like, it's okay, but not that good. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Nothing in a little magic market can't fix. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I think, you know, uh, some guys in California, and, you know, their palates are not as refined as Chicagoans, so don't choose that one. I mean, clearly. <laughs> I think I think it was like fourth or, th- it was it was like third or fourth in the, ta- in the, in the finishing on that one, but yeah. Well, guys, you don't. That you their, don't, pal- you that don't their pallets know. are better. <laughs> they all they like hot dogs. The facts water are the facts. Right. This one actually surprises me. The first time I had it, that it was a French oak cask. It has similar build to it that I would find in American oak, other than the color. The color and the legs are a little bit more towards the French oak side of it, a little bit lighter versus the amber hue you can kind of see in this one. Versus, mm. but although one we're getting to next is so light and i thought that was a french oak and was shocked to see there was an american oak um but this one i said the most full body to the three we've tried so far so does, is it all the same finish as syrah as well yeah so all, all shiraz casts um we it almost tastes like a sherry you think so huh. yeah 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 the one that we last one we sold has a very nice sh- like sherry reminiscent feel to it, and that was also a French oak, a charred French oak that I didn't really like that much. Yeah. And we, as the bottles opened and grew, it reminded me of sherry, and it was actually the one that Delilah's chose. And people were saying like they actually asked me, "Is this a sherry? We don't we don't use sherry casks. We use we use Australian sherry for Solera, which is fortified wine. It's called a para." Very, it's made in the same style as sherry. Obviously, if you would go up to a Spaniard and say this is sherry from Australia, they'd be like, "No, no, this is not. This is whatever you call in Australia." But at the same time, yeah, there is some sherry notes to it. I think it's what brings a lot of single malt drinkers to our whiskey. A lot of people that like, you know, like um, I think a lot of space sides. Like so, like you know, Callum was in here that Abelauer a couple weeks ago. Like we find a lot of nice correlation. We do a lot of events together and find a nice correlation between his fans and our fans. Awesome. Yeah. I'll be honest, the only reason why I am interested in this is because I'm actually an Australian citizen. You are? Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. How have I not known this? I'm uh, dual citizenship. Um, How did that happen? Well, my mom is Australian. She's from Perth. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Never so, knew that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I never mentioned that, but I figured this is probably a good time to bring it up. So Better you know. late than never. Oh, and the, I mean, you know, obviously the whiskey is good too, but my ulterior motive to it all... Mom, look what I got for you. <laughs> and she doesn't drink. That's a the barrel best. of whiskey. Because <laughs> oh. then she gives it back, right? How long is your mom? It's like Calvin and Hobbes episode where like uh, Hobbes gives Calvin a few cans of tuna for his birthday. And he's like, oh, thank you. He's like, I don't like tuna. And he's like, okay, I'll give it back to you. And he's like, great. Sorry, what, what was that? I was going to ask how long. Uh, if you, do you Did you go to Australia a lot? Uh, just once. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a shame you have to travel for basically about 24 hours to get there, but... That's the shock of it to your body. Once you get there, you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. You kind of like just want to sit in the airport for a little bit and just reevaluate your life. Lots of espresso. Lots of espresso. Um, some flat whites, if you call it that, over there. <laughs> they're, uh, is it Melbourne? Uh, that they're super, super into the, the coffee scene. Oh, they're... Sydney. It, both, it, oh, both. Okay. Yeah, they're. I, mean, I would describe it this way. So, Sydney is like the river north of coffee, and Melbourne is an entire city of Logan Square. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what, what's that place? The Gaslight? Uh, that's right in the corner there. In Gaslight Coffee Cafe. Here or there? Here. Here. I think it's in Logan. I mean, there's New Wave Coffee. There's like something gaslight over there. Yeah, I don't know. Then you got all the dark matters. I like those. Yeah. yeah. New Wave. 
um, straw. Unicorn tears. Is just yeah. There's too, there's too many to think of. There is a, there is a gaslight or, ga- or gas lamp, something like that, yeah. Gaslight, maybe. That's probably a better name than gas. <laughs> gas lamp, gaslight. Yeah. Isn't the gas lamp the district in San Diego? I think I've only been to San Diego three times, so not enough to know the different districts. Gotcha. What are your thoughts on this one? I love the nose. Um, we're still working on the third one, right? Yeah. Um, lovely nose, solid body. Um, possibly my favorite thus far, but we shall see. I get a very nice, like, dark chocolate taste at the end. Hmm. <laughs> a little creamy, but I know it's not necessarily a note of dark chocolate, but kind of mixed in there. It reminds me of when the chocolate factory is going over on the west side of town, mm, and mm. you can smell that in the air, mm. which is like the best smell in Chicago. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. Like you walk out of a restaurant or a bar or whatever it is, and it's the evening, and it's a nice breeze, and you just get this massive whiff of it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Especially after dinner, you're like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It's like, like dessert right there. You're like, I skipped dessert, but uh, I'm It's all in my nostrils now. Yeah. It's so thick in the air that you can actually taste it sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. That only the those with the most refined of palates can do that. So clearly, <laughs> real hard, everyday effort. Now I think this one. I mean, I'm going back to these for like a third or fourth time with some of these, and I have enjoyed it as I've tried it, or it's progressed to one of my favorite. I weren't necessarily. Here in a little bit, that's maybe cool. my favorite, but I don't want to be too subjective early on and lead people in down away. But don't worry, I won't. I don't, I don't think they're even gonna hear me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Any thoughts on the third one, guys? Okay. You get any dark chocolate notes to it George, at the end, like or am I just crazy? Okay, don't do it. I dare you guys. <laughs> All of you. All right. Um, should we head on to the fourth one then? Let's do it. So this is our first American oak barrel. We've had this one. Um, I think we got it in end of January as a sample for the first time. Uh, as it's opened with the bottle, I've it's progressed to be not necessarily my favorite, but I really do enjoy it. Um, I was confused by it at first. I thought it was very light and balanced, but the spiciness factor grew. Um, it's a completely American oak, so non-charred American oak. Uh, it was about three years on that one. Nothing too long, but for me, it pulls out these really nice orange zesty notes that are reminiscent of Glen Farkless. Not saying it's Glen Farkless, not comparing it to Glen Farkless, but just is reminiscent of that note you do find in a lot of Glen Farklesses. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to try to find my notes. My first tried it in January of 2021. We'll see if we'll see if it stays up. I do have a note on here that we've had a couple times as a Christmas note. So I needed my wife to help me out with this one the first time. She's a better I think she's a better she definitely has a better nose than me. I think she's a better palate than me too. She's better looking than me, smarter than me. <laughs> Now I have to ask, why'd she marry you? It's a great question. It's a great question. I forget to wear my wedding ring like every day, so I'm just a terrible husband. I actually am I'm super against the wedding rings for myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm not married, but if I was, I would not want to wear one strictly. Like, I'd maybe get one tattooed or like a rubber one, but I have a yeah. terrible fear of degloving, which if you've ever seen a picture of it. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, not good. It's not pretty. I was hiking last week, more bouldering than anything, so right. climbing up and down a lot of rocks. And on the way down, you're kind of like using your hands and your right. feet, and then all of a sudden my finger got caught. And I was wearing my wedding ring, which right. I don't do a lot, but right. um, on vacation I just didn't take it off. And it got caught kind of like right there like in between the groove, and it right. pulled just a little bit. And as soon as I did that, I'm like, I am taking this off, putting yep. it in my little short pocket, which, which right. is made for keys and zipped up. But I'm like, I do not want my finger being torn off in the middle of this hike. Oh, it's true. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You could buy like a six pack for 18 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I would do that. It's not about the symbolism of it. I don't care about that. That's fine. It's just all you have to do is look at one one picture like that. You'll, you'll, you're going to think yeah. about it twice. I had a buddy. Just the whole, you know, just, 
you know. How many people have? Uh, let's let's move on to whiskey. I think some <laughs> happier times. Uh, so this one has like a pungent, like kind of slight leathery note to it, but the nose and the, and the palate for me are a little bit different. Oh, sing it for us. No, no. Ivan. No, Ivan is like every time I start singing in the store, because, you know, the 80s soundtrack, how am I not going to sing along? Right. And then uh, Ivan's like, <sighs> and then George gets on, and he's even worse than I am, so. <laughs> That's a plug. There we go. Oh, Gina's best, oh, yeah. best music. Best oh. tunes in the city. Best music in the aisles. There you go. Is there like a buttery, nutty taste to this one? It's reminiscent of the very first one we had. I get a little cashew. God, get it down, guys. Yeah, so what we had to repeat it over there is that we think this is the most closest to a bourbon so far. It, I, and I totally agree with that, but the color, it's it looks, it's the lightest color. Yeah, it's so strange. When I first pulled it out of the box with our sample bottles, I'm like, oh, there's a French oak one. Tried it, thinking it was French oak, and then you're like, well, this isn't French oak, but you're, like, you're looking at it and just totally surprised by it. Obviously, you get more of those, I guess, like darker notes, more of an amber color, especially when you're using X wine barrels. Obviously, you're going to get that, but the French oak... No, so this is non-charred too, um, with the, compared to the other two of the other three we've tried. Um, yeah. Ooh. I think I would say I'm gonna take a vote of the group or speak for the group, and I would say that probably the third one's the favorite so far. Number two, okay, two and three would be I thought would be popular ones. I was saving the I thought would be the selection for last. Of the entire group, yeah. The first one? I think there's something... I, when I, other times I've tried it, I've gotten extracted more flavors out of this of that one. I, I didn't this time. It was very light and bodied. I don't know why. I was... I did try like 120 proof whiskey just before drinking that too, so that might have been the problem, but shouldn't have done that. Why aren't you guys sharing these notes in the microphone? Gosh. I'm sitting there like listening to you. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait. They're probably not picking this up at all. So, <laughs> But oh, well. There's this fun thing called editing out on that one. And that. We have to edit it out for all this. No, we uh, we used to record a podcast at, outside at Fountainhead on the roof deck. So we'd always get the sounds of the city. Just, you know, made it more authentic that way. No. Um, and if you guys, I think we had a bottle of Nova around here too. If you want to try it, yeah, I have some bottles in my bag as well. Oh yeah, I think there's a barrel pick. Is there a barrel pick over there? It was somebody's gift that didn't get to them. It was a former bartender that I could not find who does no longer lives in Chicago that we got a gift for, and they never replied back to my emails. So now it became uh, a setting stone over here in the stock room of GNS. Cool. Well, we'll we can move on to our final one, which is barrel number one zero three one one. Which I will admit, I think this was the one I thought the group would find the most favorable. So we'll see what happens with that. It's an American oak cask. Um, there you go. Non charred is non charred as well. Um, is it charred? <sighs> oh, you're right. I should I should swipe over one more time, just like on Tinder. It is charred. You're not on Tinder. You're married. No, I'm not married. Or, yeah, no, I'm married. I'm not on Tinder. Speaking of editing. Yeah, we'll edit that. <laughs> little Freud and slip over there. We've done 140 episodes. My wife has listened to zero minutes of this podcast. So I even tried had, having her on so many times because she also works in the industry, but she will not be a part of it. So you know what? Jim Beam is missing out on this great advertising, free advertising. I mean... I'm a massive Beam fan. She is a social media marketer at Jim Beam. Yeah. You, you know what my dream is, right? 
Yeah, I know what your dream is. We, 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 share, we, we share a we dream. Share we're going to do it together if you ever have the chance to do it. We're going to do the first Booker's pick in Chicago. And we're like not, the first, and it's going to happen at Benny's or in the first <laughs> modern day Booker's pick. You, well, right, because right. Benny's did do one in two thousand. Do they really? It's spectacular. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew there's some two thousand. They did it in two thousand eight. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I knew they had the one, the some ones in Indiana that were popping up for Indiana, a little bit. Yeah, those are pretty good. The best one I've had was the. I never like, knew that. Yeah, I I bought a sample of one and I was like, holy shit! So they actually have stock of it still? Oh no, no, not okay. even close. Like, I've never even seen a full bottle. How'd you get a sample of it? Uh, someone was selling a guy who's got a monster Booker's collection was selling samples of it. Do you think it was legit? Oh yeah. Okay. Tasted it right away and I was like, <laughs> some things you can't fake, you know, like that's just man, that was that was legit. And this tangent is brought to you by Booker's Jim Beam. <laughs> No, it's uh, we have that shared love for Booker's. So, if you can ever get one here, I will I will help out with it financially, it, oh, it won't uh, help. emotionally. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna buy the whole barrel myself. I know. Like, it'd, be it a good, it'd be a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> no one will get to see that. What do you, what? So it's six years, eight months. I don't know how many bottles they usually get out of a batch. Uh, well, a single well, barrel, I guess. Ba- oh, if they did a single barrel, I, ma- I mean, they all, they do pick them from the center of the warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 140? Yeah, I was, thinking like, I was thinking like 160 maybe. Yeah. 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 That's off the top of my head. But. I mean, they get a lot of interaction with the wood, so there's a lot of angel share on the... Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be so sexy. Uh, someday, someday. We will just, uh, for now, do a Star Wars pick, I guess. Ah, darn it. <laughs> Someday. We can dream, can't we? Did you pour yourself the f- fifth one? Not yet. I think it's making its way around. Oh, Number four is uh, super similar to, um, wow. The third? It reminds me of a scotch. Oh, uh, I, yeah. The, the fourth? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, wow, that was just... That, it reminded me of a, a cast strength scotch. Yeah, I gotta agree with yeah. that. Definitely. Like a, um, like an eight nine year, you know, like a maybe a, mm, a little more robust than an Aaron, but you know, mm. oh, that was nice. My first had it was like I'm, I was kind of getting Glendronach notes from it a little bit, but I got a lot sure. of chocolatey taste to it, and I get a lot okay. of chocolate out of Glen, Glendronach, so yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The, to me, the. 18 LRDs or LRDs, whatever you, however you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not sure either. That's one of my favorite scotches of all time. I know I like it. Put it's, it that way. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can't pronounce it, but I know I like it. That's a lot of scotch to me. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a charred American oak cask. Um, completely completely aged in that charred oak, so not like a finish to it or anything like that. Well, you know. It, Essentially, it is all Nova because Nova's our single malt, but Solera, our other single malt, which is actually only aged in these Australian sherry casks we were talking about earlier, um, then it's actually put into a Solera system of mingling our first batches to our latest batches of whiskey, but it, off the still, it's the exact same juice. Um, so, but, so it's technically, it's more Nova than it is ever going to be Solera because they were using Shiraz, Pinot. We don't have too many barrels that are Pinots, but we mostly Shiraz and Cab casks for our single barrels, which... I'm not sure if that's intentional. Um, you know, we just kind of, in a way, get our honey barrels from our distillery that our distillering team feels is some great barrels to send to America, but maybe not um, the best ones I like to keep in Australia for single barrels. You, know, you never know. You know, we keep reminding them that the number one market in the world for whiskey is America, but yeah. we're just we're so far apart. Are single barrels a thing in Australia? Not really. Um, we didn't even have a single barrel program until we came to the United States. We did have single barrels or a single cask release at our bar, at our distillery, because you can sell directly from the bar, directly from the distillery. Mm. Uh, over in Australia, they have laws the way they should be <laughs> when it comes to selling whiskey over there. And we do have one, um, compared to Binnie's or Total Wine, whatever, over there, that they do have single casks into. But when it comes to a single barrel program, no, it was not identified to be a thing with our distillery until 2019. And the distillery started um, roughly about 2007. Yeah. But um, America, once again, has persuaded people across the world to do other things. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We can all agree it's a good thing. It's all up to you, Andrea. 
Oh, Mr. Flex Seal has arrived. Mm. I think that's his uh, Reddit handle, right? No? No? Uh, mm. It's really interesting. So sweet up front, but most wine character. I think it's the most wine characteristic I got out of any of these. Oops. Get that out of here. No alarms in the podcast. That was a lot of. Uh, it almost reminds me of like a a dry dry pinot kind of in a way. Yeah. A little toffiness to it. Yeah. Lot most charred quality I've got to. I can't get anything on the nose for this one. I don't know why. Like burnt toast? I don't know. Like, my first time it was like a French toasty guy. Yeah, I can see that. French toast. Yes, yeah. There was one of our single barrels from last year that has a total, um, uh, what's the French toast cereal called? Cement Toast Crunch. It had like that when it's inside the milk and that taste to it. I was like, oh, and I just wanted to eat that, drink that whiskey all day. Rum chata? I can see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it is. Um, rum chata. Good friends of the podcast. I know this is. They like are. They are. No, they really are. Uh, uh, the owner of everything and ev- anything and everything. The uh, owners of Dancing Goat Distillery. His dad owns Rum Chata. Well, just did did own Rum Chata. Just sold it two, three weeks ago. So mm. yeah. Okay. Rolling, rolling so in that Rum Chata money. No need to plug him anymore. I guess not. Unless yeah. the f- now new owners want to pay to advertise on the podcast. <laughs> they, we will we'll always sure. accept out that bid. <laughs> be a dream come true. I, I know this is unrelated to what we're talking about, but I, I like those uh, boots a lot. Mm. Those boots. Where'd those you get them? Boots. Solid boots. Did you really? So genuine with that. Oh. Oh. So this one is three and a half years. Only 110 proof, which I say I'm surprised by that compared with the other ones. I think if you're looking for something that's finding the aspects of what we do as a distillery by using red wine barrels, bringing in a charred effect, but on a very minimalist level, and producing some chocolate notes to it, doing a little bit of a spice to it, a slight, slight clove taste. It almost reminds me of peanut butter or French toast in a way. Um, It really does highlight and replicate kind of what we're doing as a distillery. I think it pronounces it very well. So I'm gathering that you have a you were you were proclivity. You were somewhere else in the store when I said that this was the one I thought you guys would like the best. Okay. It was probably my favorite as well. Gotcha. But I have three that I have three that I'm kind of like one A B C. Gotcha. Yeah. This is probably my second favorite. Ooh. Of the bunch, Where are you leaning towards? Well, I don't want to you know give the game away. I want to hear from everybody else. We, we don't indulge in group think over here. Yeah. That's a lie. It's uh, human uh, human nature. Third. Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, revisit anything you want to revisit. We have plenty of plenty of juice available. Yeah. We do have a blend of wheat and malted barley called Twofold that I would love to do a single barrel blend of. It would technically be a pick in a way, but you would choose your your Nova cat. So essentially, it's part Nova. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's a wheat and malted barley. So I'd love for somebody to go down to the distillery someday and choose their wheat cask, choose their single malt cask, and then blend it together. Wait for three years, three and a half years, whatever, and then bottle bottle the cask and bring it to life. Yeah, it's, it's a long I, process. I, I though. forget if we talked about it. Um, so Bardstown Bourbon Company, they've got this interesting concept on uh, single barrels that they're doing. Yeah, that it's almost like barrel futures. Like you go down and you pick a barrel at you know two, three, yep. whatever it is, or even like white. I, I don't know. I imagine it's after one or two years, um, and then you you put a deposit down, and then you just um, kind of check up on it year by year, and then. Whenever you decide to barrel it, uh, bottle it, sorry, you end up paying whatever market value is on it at the time. Yeah. Um, and they bottle it up for you. And you can choose the, you know, the mash bill, um, the proof, all that stuff. Um, but my, my small gripe with that is, you know, there's obviously significant variance in barrels. Right. You, you don't know at two years if this is going to end up going the right way or the wrong way or just somewhere in the middle. So it's like... 
it, it's hard to like the customization of it is pretty cool and like the flexibility is really cool but it's also you're locking yourself into a barrel that you might not like right at, you know let's say five six seven ten years down the line so i don't know that, that was my no no i understand that do you choose the wood too um I mean, if so, I'd, I'd choose, like, staves. I'd, even if it meant paying extra, like, staves that have been seasoned for at least two-plus <laughs> years instead of, like, the current six months because then get some more flavor out of them, and that would be awesome. So, you know, but now we're going really deep down the nerdy uh, rabbit hole. It is, but that was their whole experience that building wine was about hmm. bringing that customer experience to the distillery that right. you can find with wines. It's like almost like choose your own adventure in a way. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome to have that. It's, it, I mean... Teach their own of how they sell Cool. Shall we? Shall we start gathering some? Uh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Pick two. Pick three. Pick three. What we thinking? So okay. Okay. Three French oaks to begin with, and then we followed up with two American oaks. Um, I don't. I think number one is out of the question. As as is number four. So four is out too. Huh? Four is out. Yeah. Is that, did you already go around and take that tab? Uh, what's up? Did you already go around and take that tab? I don't even need to. I can just see it in their eyes. All right. I'm surprised by that I one. Think, I think. George does like number one. Oh. Okay. Number five. Number one. Number five. Okay. Okay. Any any number any number four guys in here? See, I look, no, no, no. I, I was the one who said I, I saw it in their eyes. No number four. Was fours. four your favorite? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is very good for what it is. I just didn't think it was what we were trying to do with this uh, one barrel. That's um, okay. Okay. Come over here and share it with us. Yeah. I can't even follow that. What's five. Your, what's your favorite? Five. 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 Okay. Okay. Five seems to be a popular one. Okay, I'm okay. The, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't flipped, but I haven't flipped, but yeah, there's yeah, some. Yeah. Five, three, then two, then four, then one is like. Way down there, in the basement. All right, gentlemen, over at the other end. Are you stealing my bookers? First guy tries some this awesome Star Wars whiskey. It's not stealing, please. Drink <laughs> all of my bookers, I hope. Calling them I, out. I, I want you. <laughs> I haven't heard that name since 1989. Ooh, there um, we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got the big can, too. You didn't... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like it's, like, it's like getting the big piece of chicken when, you know, carve it up. I, I would... So, yeah, four... Four is going to be a hard sell, I think, for anybody, to be honest. It's 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 it's, it's strange. And it, I, I like it, but it's almost like something you want to make in a cocktail. That was my first remark with it. I want to make, like, an old-fashioned with some orange bitters on it. I mean, if, if I wanted to drink something that tasted like scotch, I would drink that. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't, like, when I think of Star Wars and, like, mm. kind of what you guys are doing with those, like, kind of the wine notes, yeah. the different flavors that you get from that, I don't get any of that or it's very weird, little yeah. bit from that. So that's I think it's a great note because I, I don't get any wine effect to it as well. Even um, when my coworkers and I were talking about this, this bottle, this barrel number, and thinking it doesn't, it's not, it's good, but it's not Star Wars. That was our, one of our very first comments. Gotcha. So I think you're totally on that. Cool. Yeah. And I, and I think the two that you're leaning towards are the two most reflective of what we do as a brand. Cool. Yeah. How would you characterize the difference between three and five? Three and five, I would say the wood is definitely very present of what we used. Um, three or five, excuse me, to start off with, I get the most wine characteristic out of any of them, but these two have both get the most wine characteristic. Um, five, I get a little bit more, and that's the American oak. I get a little more of like a pinot, dried pinot flavor to it. Three, um, I believe someone over here said it too. A lot more of a sherry characteristic, okay. but still very, very, very present in both of them. Okay. Um, the wood, the chart effect of the wood, is most present in five, sure. but still. Oh, I was gonna s stop that. I'm so happy that that wasn't my phone because uh, you know, the, I always keep my phone. The on professional guy over here in the <laughs> microphone. Um, no, that's my alarm for last night that I had tasting at 7:30. I set for a 6:30 alarm so I wouldn't fall asleep after a long day, right before it. But um, 
Yeah, I think that the wood is the biggest factor in those two. That's creating different wine characteristics. I think they both have a little bit of a dark chocolate flavor to it. Um, but when we were talking about the Christmas notes a lot, that's going to be more present in three, where uh, five, the fifth pick, um, which is the American oak again, has like some toffee flavors, little caramel notes to it. I think a bourbon and a single malt drinker would really love number five. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think... You know, it seemed like uh, for most people it was between three and five, but yeah. I think people were leaning five. And, you know, when you, you bring up that three has got that sherry um, characteristic to it, you know, we just did a, a you know, a bourbon finish in sherry, so I'd probably want to go oh. a little different, which okay. is five. So that kind of pushes me over in the camp of five, too. So Gotcha. Which would you guys do with uh, sherry bourbon? You actually tried it. That was the first thing you tried. That was the... Oh, the Malort. Yeah, the little Jepsons, I should say. Not Malort. Not Malort. Repeat, it is not Malort. From the makers of Malort. (laughs) Gotcha. Sourced from MGPI. Indeed. Uh, No, which, uh, great stuff. So what are you thinking the fifth barrel? That's the one. Let's do it. Should we see it? Should we ask if they're happy? Hey, guys. What do you think? Number five is a good choice? I like two, too. Two, 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 three, and five are my are my favorite of these five. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of everybody's. Yeah, but I like four, but just in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, it's, it's you would. It's like a Highland Scotch. Yeah, which isn't bad at all. But like as Z said, if you want a scotch, I'd buy a scotch, not necessarily this bottle. No, no, no. no. Well, no. That's, that's paraphrasing. Your mouth? No, put it in your mouth. If I wanted to drink scotch, I would drink this. Okay. Not that I would buy a scotch bottle. Okay, there you go. If you wanted I'm, to drink I'm scotch. I'm completely plugging the brand. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I think it's good to be honest about what we're tasting. So um, we're going to go with five then, I guess, sounds like. Five it is. So barrel number one zero three one one, which was my choice for you guys, my prediction. It was a. Uh, I thought we tasted it with our last barrel pick, but apparently we didn't. Um, I guess drank too much. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, we actually can't buy this one. We're gonna have to buy three. Um, it's already sold at the California market because they have great taste apparently. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in San Diego next month. Or in next year, I guess. Okay. Sometimes we get out of hand. Um, no, but I think uh, barrel 103311 is a great choice. I think it's a great choice for the shoppers of this store, um, the people obviously that are inside of this room, and uh, the Chicago market. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, Z, guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your taste buds. And we will have this barrel here in 2022, and we'll make sure that everyone knows about it. Awesome. Have a good night, guys. Cheers. Cheers.